Good evening, everybody. Want to jump right in and say hi. Uh, I hope you're having a great evening. We are in Mar middle of March, March 11th. We are in the episode five. And today I want to kind of speak about a couple of things I've been seeing happening these couple of uh, months previously. And, um, you know, for those of you who know that we've had uh, kind of a bombshell with the um, Megan and Harry interview with Op Oprah this week. And um, as I was watching, I didn't watch the whole interview. I just watched a few snippets. But today I really want to speak about, there's a lot we can touch on, but I want to speak about mental health. Um, you know, over these um, last few months, um, especially 2020, 2021, the depression and the anxiety scores have hit the highest it seems in Jan 2021, um, it was the highest um, from the start of lockdown. And so I think there's a lot we need to look at. I know there's a lot of other things that um, we can address, but today I really wanna speak about uh, mental health. One of the things that um, Harry and Megan's interview, they focused on racism, they focused on a lot of issues, but um, you know, I read recently that Pierce Morgan, who's on Good Morning Britain, um, he didn't really believe Megan's um, recount of this situation. And he had, he kind of resigned from that job because he didn't believe the mental health issues. So um, I want to kind of look at us as, as Christians or wherever we are in life. I want to look at our issues of mental health and I want to look at a few scriptures. So um, as I'm about to start, I would like to pray God, I pray that you will give us wisdom to understand the season we are in. And I pray for those who are hearing my voice, Father, that this will be a wellspring of, of hope and joy and, um, and refreshing for those who are listening today and watching today. And I pray, Father Lord, that this will be a season where they move from the winter of despair to the spring of hope. In Jesus' name, amen. So yes, um, this is what I want to speak on. I want to kind of speak on my personal journey with this. And at the onset, I want to say that uh, in half an hour, definitely not going to be able to cover everything. Also want to say that as I'm speaking, that um, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not aware of um, um, exactly what everybody's going through, but I'm kind of going to go through some scriptures and hopefully this will help you. Would love to hear your feedback. Um, I can see that people are joining us from South Africa and Finland. And so, yay, welcome. Um, glad to have you here. So one of the questions that I have seen over the, the season is, am I a bad Christian because I'm dealing with um, mental health issues because I'm dealing with depression or anxiety. Now, this is one of the things I want to kind of look at how to deal with it. So let's look at Psalm 42 verse five. Uh, David, David himself says this. He says, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. And why are you in turmoil within me? Uh, I want to read it from the passion translation. It says, so then my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your savior. For no matter what, I will sing with praise for, for living before his face is my saving grace. You know, I'm looking at that and, um, and really a lot of people struggle 
with depression. A lot of people struggle with loneliness. And I feel it's something that we're not dealing with because we think that um, that we are immune to it and we are reluctant to speak on our struggles. And we seem to tell ourselves that we shouldn't be going through these kind of afflictions, that we shouldn't be going through certain difficulties. And definitely we are not, that's not our portion, but unless we understand what we're going through, we won't know how to have a roadmap to get out of that wilderness, to get out of that place of difficulty, you know, and especially if people have gone through a journey before, then it's great to hear from them to understand how they've gone through through the difficult problems. So, um, and one of the people, one of the things that um, I was speaking about last week when I was speaking to Sue Eldridge was that the masks that we put on, you know, we put on masks when we come into church because we're expected to be happy. We're expected to say everything's a-okay. And we, we don't even understand David's question. David's asking here, what is wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this? So if the king of Israel you know, the prince of pre preachers, that's what I heard that David is called, experiences kind of depression. So we can maybe think that we we are not immune, you know, that even the most joyous Christian can know dark times, can um, have heartbreak and nights of great doubt and depression. How do we come out of it? So just want to speak about this, want to touch on this topic, um, would Love to hear your thoughts as I'm speaking. Um, I want to read out Philippians 4, 6, and it says, do not be anxious about anything. Matthew 6, 26 says, do not worry about your life. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now, the Bible speaks about worrying. It speaks about sadness. You know, it says, don't be worrying. You know, tells us not to worry. So that means there are seasons. The Bible, these verses, you know, Philippians and uh, Peter is speaking to the church and is telling the church not to worry. So that means there are times when we do worry. There are times when we do feel hopeless, that we do feel anxiety and sadness, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So, and I don't believe that this talk of hopelessness, it's not to shame us. It's to really shine a light on a situation that God can help us out of. You know, that God knows that we go through seasons. I love Ecclesiastes 3 verse 4 says, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, there are different seasons of our lives and in different seasons that we we need to understand how to handle that season. You know, when I first came to the UK, um, it was really cold. I'd never been. I came in December and never experienced that kind of cold. And I remember somebody called me and said, make sure you cover up, cover your throat. And I didn't think that my throat was the area that's going to get the coldest. You know, I was thinking more about my fingers. I was putting on gloves. But yes, those who had experienced had come through that journey, understood that it is the throat that, you know, that goes and then everything else gets infected. I mean, we all have our weaknesses and our, and our problems, you know, and so we need to understand where our footholds are um, and how we can sometimes lose days because we don't know the roadmap out of the darkness of that day. Um Luke chapter four, verse nine, you know, and it says here, then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. 
This is our Jesus. The enemy brought Jesus to Jerusalem, to the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Now, there's a lot we can unpack in this, you know, that um, that the enemy will take us to places that look like it's a top, but it isn't the top because the the holy, the best place in the temple was the Holy of Holies, where the presence of God was. It wasn't on top at the pinnacle. We can unpack that. We can unpack how the enemy makes us test God's word when God has not asked us to test it. But here, it, there's also, Jesus was asked to jump from that temple top. You know, there, it was a temptation for suicide, you know, and that's why Jesus himself said, lead us not into temptation, you know, and the enemy wants us not to have value, not to have worth for the things in our lives. And may, really, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus came, comes to give us life and life in all its fullness. So part of what I want to speak about is, um, you know, I, I don't know your journey. I don't know where you are, how, how you're standing. But I just want to tell you that there is hope at the end that in the end, you will stand with your God on this earth and that he is faithful and that he is true, that for every dishonor, he will give you double honor. You know, this is our portion. And this is what I want to speak about. As I start my journey, really, um, I know some of you know that I got COVID last year, Start about this time large, last year was March of 2020. But actually, like one of my toughest seasons started November of 2019, um, I suddenly started having pain on my left side. And as I started having pain on my side, I started feeling really unable to move. The pain was unbearable This um, and I had to go to the hospital and then started a series of tests. And I expected like, okay, they would find something and it would solve immediately. It didn't. And, you know, I found myself not unable to really not have the momentum to do the things that I needed to do. And anyway, um, I realized I needed a bit of a break, but I didn't take the break. I just kept going on and I kept going on. I know some of you identify with that. Um, and when um, the outbreak started in Wuhan, um, I bought masks thinking, okay, I know, understand that it's going to spread and all of that. When I got sick in March, you know, I expected maximum like for me to have the COVID for three days or four days. But that wasn't my story. And uh, I had it for seven weeks. Um, and during those seven weeks, you know, when it was week two, um, I Googled it. And, you know, the, with the information that they had at that time, they said, OK, it's maximum two weeks. So I thought, OK, two weeks, it's um, I'm going to get better. And it, it just went on. And um Week, um, you know, week four, my breathing started getting affected. And and like one of the things that that was happening was that, you know, like I'm the pastor of Capstone Church, um, as most of you know, and there's a responsibility that comes with that, that, um, you know, at the time I started feeling that at the time when the church needed me the most, I wasn't there, you know, like there was. Um, not creating a sense of momentum, you know, and uh, not doing the things and different things. And, you, you know, you start feeling like when you're not able to do the things you want to do, you start feeling like a failure. And I'm, I'm not saying that I, you know, that I was crushed, but there was moments when, you know, I was thinking, okay, tomorrow I'll be better. So I'm going to get up. 
and I'm going to start doing this and I start planning and I'll be like, ta-da-da-da-da, ta-da-da-da-da. And I message people, be like, let's start doing this. But I didn't get better immediately. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, it was ended by the time it was May, by the time I recovered, you know, the fever broke and, my, you know, and I thought, okay, my, you know, the doctor told me you're going to take a couple of months to recover from this. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to recover like this. And I expected myself to recover like within a month maximum, you know, who takes two, three months to recover, right? Um, and no one had heard of long COVID at that time. No one had understood a lot of the things. And um, and you really want to get better. You re Everybody wants to get better. But you aren't getting better. And um, so one of the things that I started doing is, okay, I said, okay, I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And I'm going to get myself to a better place. But that didn't happen. And um, it didn't happen immediately. And I started having what, you know, you have the valley and you have the, the valley and you have the mountain, you have the valley. And so whenever anybody was texting me, I would be like, um, yes, um, you know, I'm getting better. And that was my, my start, my, 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 comments i'd be like yes i'm getting better i didn't um, didn't want to disappoint people like you know people were praying for me and i didn't want to disappoint people that i'm not getting better and um you know so and um rakesh and rayma my husband and my daughter they were able to they were really able to see what i was going through and um it was um you know it was really uh i was it was a long journey and that's what I want to kind of say, because some of our journeys of recovery and some of our journeys are not two months, not three months. You know, some of our journeys, like Moses in the desert for 40 years, it's a long journey sometimes. But one thing we have to realize in the midst of the journey is that God isn't finished with us. You know, it isn't it, it isn't the end, you know, and. Um, off, I mean, I found myself doing a lot of things through autopilot, but I also started covering up the pain, you know, like I was having physical body pain. And um, whenever anybody was asking, I started covering up the pain to others. Um, and um, and then I started having like, I'm just being honest here. My team said this. They said to be vulnerable. So I'm going to try to be vulnerable here. And, you know, it was like I would take one step forward and it was like hitting a brick wall and I'd had to take two steps back. And the thing was, life didn't stop, nor did the challenges that life was bringing. There were so many other challenges. It wasn't just recovery. You know, there's so many things that were happening and um, and. It was frustrating because my inability to plan ahead, you know, people are used to like when they ask me to do something, I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. But I had to cancel commitments. There were so many things. And I started feeling like I'm letting people down, you know. Um, and um, another thing was that I felt like people were moving ahead and I couldn't keep up with the pace um, that was you know, there was a thing like uh, leading an organization, you're not 100%. So should you step down and let somebody else lead it? You know, there was so many things that were going through my mind. And at that time, and this is what I want to say is somebody asked me, how do you keep going on? Um, I want to thank God for the amount of people who prayed for me. I want to, and this is revival life. It is about a life that is very genuine, authentic. You know, every bit of our life um, need not be peachy keen, but every bit of our life will be a testimony. 
if not in this realm, in the realm to come. Hallelujah. So um, in this, I want to say, how did I keep going? Somebody asked me this question. I hope this is a blessing to you. Um, but one of the things was I gave myself a break, at least to myself to say, I'm not able to do it. So earlier, if you asked me to do anything, I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. You know, that's me. I was like, I keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on going on. And one of the things I did was I gave myself a break. I started really quantifying that that which I can do and that which I can't do, what I had the grace to do and what I didn't have the grace to do. And I stopped apologizing for not being available. You know, um, that was one of the things that when you're a go-getter and you're um, you feel like you're efficient. When your efficiency gets hit, you, you kind of start thinking like, um, am I not as worth as I was before? But the thing is, it's your worth is by your birth. You know, to all who believed and received, God gave the power to be called the children of God. You know, even before Jesus started his ministry, the heavens opened. A voice was heard from heaven that said, this is my beloved son. God was already pleased with Jesus before the ministry, you know? And so that's something we really have to understand that we are the children of God, not by worth, but by birth, by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, you know? And um, so one of like, yes. So the thing is I started trying to figure out what I had grace for and gave myself the license to relax so whatever you're going through right now, I want you to give yourself the license to relax, to say, hang on, I'm going through a tough time. So let me take a break, you know? Um, so mentally, I knew that I wasn't fully there. Um, I, I'm a, being an engineer, one of the things that I, um, how I describe my situation is like, you know, like if I'm a quad processor, I kind of found out when I came out of the COVID and was struggling with the long COVID that, I was only functioning on a single processor. The other three were not fully functioning, you know? So one of the things I started doing is I started doing things that increase my well-being. I started doing mental challenges like Sudoku puzzles and different things. So um, one of the things I would say is find things that challenge you, like um, that give you joy, give you happiness, that give you mental happiness. Like um, I reconnected with friends who are really like, kind to you, you know? Secondly, um, um, someone, one of the things spiritually I started doing was, you know, I couldn't fast, I couldn't, um, um, I couldn't shout, I could hardly breathe, you know, like, so there's no shouting and praying or any of these kind of things. But what I started doing is I started remembering the promises that God has spoken over my life, you know? And I started letting it echo in my spirit. So, I, you know, like, uh, that even if the slightest thing, I would be like, this is the promise that God will work this over, over my life for my good. I don't know how it will happen, but it will happen. You know, I didn't, um, I started, there were certain battles I realized I couldn't fight because I didn't have the energy to fight. So I sat on the scripture and just lived in the scripture that I only need to be still. My God will fight for you. 
you know so um i chose to let go and let god he is my father and the father's love is immeasurable it is not wavering it's 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 consistent it's constant he changes not not whether i'm feeling it or not so spiritual i just started trusting god you know trusting god with um with pastoring the church trusting god with the the different situations that um that i was going through it was i just said lord it was very simple for me when i faced a tough situation i would just sit down or bow down or whatever it was and say here lord take it it's yours you know that's what i started doing and i started um you know like um like one of the things spiritually is i started speaking to um you know judy's on um, just said so powerful i remember one of the i had a call with judy and i spoke to her you know she was going through a tough time we both just spoke to each other started giggling and we we just came out of it both of us feeling better so one of the things spiritually i did was i just kind of uh, spoke like just relaxed and let god um another thing was i mean there was a battle that um my daughter you know she was supposed to do her a levels last year and when her results came she was affected with the whole you know the whole algorithm thing and stuff like that but that is a battle i knew that i needed to fight in the spirit so for that one i got up from my bed literally you know and i remember that was something that i felt there was an anointing and an unction of the lord to fight for and there was grace for it for that one you know it was like on my knees and you know i remembered every promise made demands on the promise of god and and every evidence of faith that i i had and so that's what that season kind of looked like for me um i started like um um you know james says that without faith with action so i started contacting mps i started kind of fighting a different way mps and ministers any which way i had grace for i i fought it so there were battles that i just let go and let god and there was some i knew i'd am unction for and that there was an anointing and so in the midst of that i can say there's a testimony that arose you know uh, experiencing the 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 power of god that in our weakness his strength is made perfect you know um and um, another thing that was physically like there i realized that i would have good days and i would have bad days still you know um and like to understand that to take today i'm not going to worry about whether i'm going to have a difficulty tomorrow but um you know there were days i would try exercising i would fail i tried exercising again i crashed and i would burn i tried uh getting you know uh, because they were saying so this is the reason for covid so started doing that you know and and then there's you know when you're going through a long term journey people are, are really well meaning they will give you so much advice and ways that they got their breakthrough and i would try everything you know i really would um and and um and you know like everything i really tried everything but it was the, there needed to be grace um when i was not able to do a lot of the things so there were times when in, the bible says the wise man falls seven times but he gets up seven times and i just kind of told myself I, we will i will win this battle 
because the bala belongs to the Lord. But I give myself grace. You know, there were days when you felt bad and I cried and um, and kind of gave up. Um, and then, you know, each day, uh, my um, sorry, my mom is calling me <laughs> um, and cried, gave up again. And, you know, um, really one of the breakthroughs that I had was in, I think it was end of October. Um, I was in so much physical pain. I couldn't sleep at night. I was probably functioning on two or three hours of sleep a day. Um, the pain would wake me up and literally I jump. I mean, it was painful. And I, I went to my husband and I said, it's a lot of pain. I, I need to do something drastic to, um, to come out. And he sent me, uh, like I said, I need to go to a spa. So we went, I went to a spa right before the lockdown, you know, uh, it was actually the week before the lockdown. And that really like taking a decision to take a break, I feel changed my life at that moment. I was able to consolidate truth, was have some time with me and the Lord. And that really started me and changed my life. So as I'm speaking this, I'm saying that sometimes there is a wisdom to solve the situation. Take time for it. You know, if you are running on empty, you're not, we're not going to run long, you know, and we have to realize where we are at. And, um, you know, I spoke about spiritually, mentally, physically, Another thing that I found was, you know, in my soul level, I allowed people who loved me to love me, you know? So sometimes, you know, earlier I would be like, yeah, my, if someone's loving on me, I need to love them back. And no, there is a freedom in allowing, um, allowing yourself to be loved. And, you know, so um, I, I cultivated friendships. I also, I, um, you know, so um, I connected with people who, um, you know, there's some people when you're low, they're unable to take care of you because that's just not the way they're made. And, you know, bless them, be great. There are some people when you're low, they just, you know, they kind of step on you and that's also fine. Let them, let them be. But there's also people that will stand by you. You know, I'm so thankful for the intercessors in my life. You know, like they are faithful, like my my beloved princess and Lynette, and I can't name all the people. There, there have been people who've been praying for me consistently, you know, and I can't give a shout out to everybody, but, you know, I would just send them a text and I'd be like, I need prayer over this. And so part of, under, uh, part of our, our journey is really people. So I know I'm almost out of time. I can't believe I spoke for um, I spoke for so long. And I'm not saying I went through depression or anything like that because I, there was no clinical analysis. But we, I went. I mean, I went through a time where things were not easy for me, you know. And um, and so, if you're struggling, let me give you some of the things again that I learned. Is first of all, know that you're not alone. Your ultimate friend really is Jesus, okay? Um, Gospel of John eleven thirty five. Jesus knew the end of the story of Lazarus. He knew Lazarus would get up from the grave. But Jesus himself wept. Why? Because he understood what Mary was feeling, what Martha was feeling. And so he wept. So he doesn't say, what is wrong with you people? Pick it up. You know, He doesn't do that. So part of 
what we are going through. You remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, um, there was, and on the cross, you know, the, Jesus felt the separation from God. So we have a high priest who understands what, what we're going through, you know. And so um, we need to understand that God understands that we're not alone. One of my favorite scriptures in the Psalms is that uh, he is close to those who are brokenhearted. You know, it, I love, you know, I love it when he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. I love the promises of God because they are yes and they are true and amen in Christ. You know, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. He doesn't leave us. So whatever situation that we're going through, know that you're not alone, you know, and, and then understand that God's love and faithfulness, it doesn't depend on you. You know, it doesn't matter how faithful you feel. Like I said, when you're going through these things, you can't do what you're normally doing. You feel like you're not serving well. You feel like you're saying the wrong things. You feel like you're doing the wrong things and people may not appreciate you or whatever, but his love for you doesn't change. God's love does not change. God's love and faithfulness does not depend on our behavior. We are his children. We've received a spirit of adoption. You are called by his name. He doesn't forget you. Remember that. You know, and I want to say that whatever struggle that we're going through, you know, I say this often, but I just feel like I don't say it enough. Your pit of struggle will become your platform of testimony. God can bring good out of even your toughest journey, you know, and you, it, it, whatever your doubts, your frustrations, your failures, whatever the darkest moments you're going through, God is still gracious over us and God will ultimately raise us up. I'm, that's what it means. And faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. It's, you know, it's, it's substance. It's things that we, we are not even faith will move mountains, you know. So whatever struggle you're going through, whatever tiredness, anxiety, doubt you're going through, he will bring something good out of it. God can do it. You know, that's our God. And so even in your lowest moments and thoughts and emotions, you know, what you're thinking, that's not the truth. Jesus, after 40 days in the wilderness, after he was alone, the devil literally told him to commit suicide. But look at the the journey that was ahead of him. You know, he he shifted the entire destiny of mankind. The enemy will tell you lies. The devil is a liar. Focus on God. God is good. God is truth. You know, um, you know, like. We feel spiritual highs, we feel spiritual lows, but it doesn't change God. You know, one of the keys really is to come into times of worship and, you know, you may not be able to worship, just sit and meditate on God. You know, uh, Hebrews 13, 5 says this, God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Romans eight thirty eight. this is one of my key scriptures during my seasons, you know, 
And I'm not saying my season was the toughest. Please don't. I know some of you have gone through longer seasons and tougher seasons. I just wanted to share my story. But this is, this is the scripture says this. I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow, nor even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And this is truth. So if you are going through a difficult time, you know, find someone, um, speak to someone. You're not alone. You know, get help where you need to help. Get help. Get help where you need to get help. And, um, you know, help comes from different ways. You know, sometimes you'll find strength in a community. So if there's, you know, your instinct may be to be alone. Your instinct may be to not to, to really go into a cave. But sometimes it's good to feel, uh, find people and, um, you know, and we may get hurt in the process of finding people, but that's still okay, my friends. You know, I was speaking to one of my dear friends um, and um, she said to share this. So um, this is a shout out to her. And she said, if you know somebody in your life that is going through difficulties or depression or anxiety, take time to call them. Take time to be kind to them because even a single word sometimes can trigger them. And so be, be the light at the end of their tunnel if you can. And if you are going through a time of difficulty, reach out if you need to, you know, and understand that your journey is not finished. God has still got plans. The enemy may tell you to jump or do something, but that's not your future. There are plans for you, my friend. There's plans for you, my brother, my sister plans for a future plans for a hope one thing i learned during the season is god is still good and god still got plans and god can accelerate me from the stomach of a whale in the depths of the deepest ocean to the greatest evangelism mission work like jonah to see a whole country saved God can transform our day in an instant. And I pray that whatever your journey, wherever you are, that you will know that you are loved, that you are cared for. If you need any help, reach out. Email us at info at capstone-church.org. Contact us on Facebook or Instagram or whichever way. There are wonderful people out there who can help. And if you're looking for a friend, there are people who will stand and pray with you. You're not alone, my friend. So I end with this. I know I went over time. So then my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, our savior. For no matter what, I will still sing with praise for living before his face is my saving grace. I pray for the spring of hope in your life right now. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Next week, I've got a dear friend, Reverend Betty King, joining me. You know, she's fiery 
and on fire for the Lord. And she's going to bring in her story and her ability really to shift the, the course of nations. So come join me next week. I hope you've been blessed. Uh, would love to hear feedback. Um, love you guys. Have a great evening. Be blessed. Bye.